0: that this day is a brings, it brings a mix of emotions to so many of you. And not everyone here is a mother. Maybe our gentlemen with us have maybe have looked at their watches a time or two because their lunch is on the brain. But let me say this to you. If you've experienced the loss of a mother, I am sorry for your pain. And I want to acknowledge that today. If you've experienced the loss of a child, I'm sorry for your broken heart. And I want to acknowledge you as well. And if you've longed for motherhood and not yet, not yet experienced that longing, I want to acknowledge that longing and I'm sorry that you feel this void. If perhaps you didn't grow up with a mother or someone who played that role for you, well, I know this day isn't easy and I'm sorry. But this is what I want to say to all of you that are here gathered today. We've all been given this life that we have from our mom. And in regardless of who she was or who she is to you, I want us to honor today with the gift that we've all been given, and that is our life. Let us be reminded that God has a way of sometimes giving us substitutes along the way, women who have nurtured and loved us well, and children who have filled our hearts, lifted our minds, and shown us the essence of joy that only comes from the Father. My hope today is to honor you with all of the interconnectedness that we share, all of our stories, men and women alike. For we are brought together for a much bigger purpose, illuminating the redemption story amidst the hardships of this world. And many women in your lives, believe it or not, are just waiting for you to see them and to honor them and to say thank you, regardless of who they might be to you. Don't ever underestimate the power of acknowledging those people who have carried you well throughout your lifetime and still do. So today we are in chapter 39 in our book, We make the road by walking, and I think it's such a perfect title for this morning. Whatever the hardship, keep rising up. So we probably have all heard it said, maybe, hopefully you get this one, but what, maybe help me finish this saying. When the going gets tough, the tough get right. We've heard this. I mean, did you ever wonder where this timeless proverb came from? And like, if it's actually true, because sometimes I think about that saying, and Maybe it's accurate for some, and it sounds great in theory, very noble. Certainly some of us gain energy and determination when life gets really difficult or we're faced with painful hardships. But realistically, for so many of us, when we hit a seat—oh, uh, did you get did you give me a phone call? Some, somebody's calling me from the front row. <laughs> but realistically, with, with so many of us, when something very hard hits our lives, we just want to retreat. Maybe it would be more fitting to say, when the going gets tough, the tough eat ice cream. Or an entire bag of salt and vinegar chips. I mean, totally hypothetical right there. Or when the going gets tough, the tough, you know, sit on their kitchen floor and drink some wine. Or maybe they ugly cry while watching Hallmark commercials or all the saddest movies that they can gather in one sitting. I mean, those are very hypothetical examples. I have no, I have no connection to that, right? What is it that exactly separates those of us who thrive, regardless of adversity, and those of us who don't? Is it genetics? Is it luck? Is it just pure willpower? A very wise friend, which all of you probably would say yes to this to, our, our my, my beloved friend Debbie White, WWDD, right? What Debbie do? Um, she's a saint, but a long time ago she told me this, and she said, Everybody has the power to gain willpower. We all have the strength to do so, but we only can gain it one teaspoon at a time. So over time, one small step at a time, one small victory at a time, this is how we learn to endure and persevere and just keep rising. She's very wise. In Romans chapter five, we're reminded of this when we read from Paul, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Perseverance and character and character with hope. Consider these examples. You may have heard of Nelson Mandela and his story in his life. But maybe what you didn't know is that he spent 27 years in prison before he was first, the first democratically elected president of South Africa. 27 years waiting. Or maybe as far back as Abraham Lincoln, who many would say he failed at business, some would say he had a mental breakdown, and he was defeated eight times in elections before becoming the president of the United States. And recently, my daughter Maisie did a book report on a remarkable young woman named Malala. In October 2012, she was advocating for education um, for the girls in Pakistan, and she was on a bus that was hijacked by the Taliban, and she was shot in the neck and the head. She unexpectedly survived, and she made it her mission to continue fighting for the rights of all girls to receive education. And almost two years to the date of her being shot, She was the youngest recipient ever of the Nobel Peace Prize since its inception in 1901. And she still continues to fight for education for those girls today, despite being shot and critically injured and nearly dying. I think of someone very personal to me, a woman named Emily, who was the mother of five sons. Her sons had gathered together to celebrate one of them getting married. And in that time, they were having somewhat of a bachelor party And one of the sons had a little bit too much to drink, and he drowned. And so this mother, Emily, she experienced the wedding of one of her sons one day and the funeral of another the next. And this was my grandmother. And the wedding was my mom and my dad. And this all occurred, of course, before I was born. And yet, my grandmother fought to rise up. And she will always represent to me one of the strongest and most influential women in my life, recently passing at the age of 97. I also think of your stories. Because over the past 12 years that I have been a part of this community, I have witnessed firsthand some of you experiencing the hardest tragedies that you could ever bear. I have seen moments where you didn't have words or the pain was so intense that you didn't know know what you could do. And yet remarkably, remarkably, I have watched many of you time and time again, just keep rising and you're still here and you still show up and you just keep fighting to be strong, showing up amidst your pain and rising up to the stories that are still unfolding in your lives at times, barely hanging on. I once heard a dear friend who is in a difficult season say, it's really a time of both and. It's both intense heartbreak, but yet, and experiencing the love of community, it's both tragedy and yet it's beautiful, rising up ever so slightly each day. What I have learned of God and our journeys with him is that he does not give us shortcuts through hardship. He strengthens strengthens us through them. God does not give us a shortcut through the hardships that we face and endure, but he strengthens strengthens us each day through them and it is through our many hardships in this life that we are able to enter the commonwealth of who god is because it is jesus suffering and it is his life that took him to the cross that provides us the ultimate freedom and the peace that passes all our understanding as we center our lives our hearts on him on page 98 in our book from this this chapter It is only through hardship, through discouragement, through exhaustion that we draw near to the power of God's spirit within us. It is only when we come to the end of our own strength and even then refuse to give up that we discover God is strong. When we are weak, then we are strong with him. And without sounding like a bit of um, a motivational speaker, hardships really have the opportunity to make us bitter or make us better. They lead us through a breakdown or a breakthrough. And that happens again and again and again for each one of us. In Isaiah chapter 40, this is uh, verse 27 through 31. Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine, Israel, saying, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He is the creator of all and you can all that you can see or even imagine. And he doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath. He knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. He gives fresh strength to the dropouts. For even young people get tired and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God Get fresh strength. They spread their wings and they soar like eagles. They run and they don't get tired. They walk and they don't lag behind. It is possible to find a new aliveness in the life of the risen Christ, no matter what your life looks like right now, even amidst the hardest moments. Perhaps it, what you need to hear today is that God has not lost track of you, and he has not lost track of your story. In fact, he just keeps showing up. He's, he, he comes time and time again, morning after morning, because his mercies are new and available each and every day. He is the most consistent beauty and strength that we can come to depend on. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we heard Terry read a little bit of this in the giving moment, but I want to read you some of it from the message version. Companions, as we work, are we are, sorry, companions, as we are in this work with you, we beg you, please don't squander one bit of this marvelous life that God has given. God reminds us, I heard your call in the nick of time, and the day that you needed me, I was there. Well, now is the right time to listen, the day to be helped. Don't put it off. Don't frustrate God's work showing up late, throwing a question mark over everything we're doing. Our work as God's servants gets validated or not in the details. People are watching us as we stay at our post alertly and unswervingly in the hard times, in the tough times, the bad times, when we're beaten up, jailed, mobbed, working hard, working late, working without eating, with pure heart, clear head, steady hand, in gentleness, holiness, and honest love. When we're telling the truth and when God's showing his power. When we're doing our best, setting, setting things right. When we're praised and when we're blamed. Slandered and honored, true to our word. Though dis- distrusted, ignored by the word, world, but recognized by God and terrifically alive. Though rumored to be dead, beaten within an inch of our lives, but refusing to die. Immersed in tears, yet always filled with a deep joy. Living on handouts, yet enriching so many. Having nothing, but yet having it all. Hardships teach us to live in dependence on God. It is truly when we are at our best selves, when we give our hearts the ability to be centered on him each day. And like Debbie said, one teaspoon at a time. It is his grace and love and hope that keeps coming back for us. And it it is that which we then can show back up for him. One thing that I have learned in this beautiful community is that hardships also teach us the interdependence that we have with one another. There are countless examples of moments that I have seen you, each one of you, rise up and show up for each other. In times that didn't make sense, in times that were harder than anything, I have seen you make a phone call, show up at someone's house, come up to my house, come to the church, and just be present for people in their time of need. I think it's often in our hardest moments that we move from me to we. Together, we endure alongside one another to carry the burdens that we were never meant to carry alone. We learn that our rising again and again is often made possible by and through the people that God has given us to breathe life into our very bodies. We are surrounded by this gift. We're surrounded by one another. We have the gift to be this for one another, to receive this from one another. And when we rise, we inspire others to do the same. I want to read you guys from one of my favorite books um, called Rising Strong. I know I talk about her a lot, but I really admire Dr. Brené Brown, and I want to read you guys this uh, manifesto. There is no greater threat to the critics and the cynics and the fear mongers than those of us who are willing to fall because we have learned how to rise. With skinned knees and bruised hearts, we choose owning our stories of struggle, over hiding, over hustling, over pretending. When we deny our stories, they define us. When we run from struggle, we are never free. So we turn toward truth and we look it in the eye. We will not be characters in our stories, not villains, not victims, not even heroes. We are the authors of our lives. We write our own daring endings. We craft love from our heartbreak. Compassion from our shame. Grace from disappointment. And courage from failure. Showing up is our power. Story is our way home. Truth is our, strong, our song. We are brave and broken hearted. And we are rising strong. So I want to have you guys watch a video with me. And I'm going to come up then and close this. Um, I have this like very interesting desire to have like a really awesome singing voice, and I don't, but if I did, this girl, I I think in my heart I sound like her, but I don't, but I, (laughs) about six months ago, I stumbled upon this song, and I probably played it hundreds of times over the course of a week. I just played it over and over and over, and I think you'll, you'll love it too, so um, I want you guys to watch this video with me.
1: You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you. So we can walk it out, ooh, mountains. We can walk it out, and ooh. And I That we have each other A thousand times (laughs) And <laughs>
0: If I could have all of you who are mothers, please stand. I have something that I want to say to you. This is a poem by Adelette McVicar. Let us be women who love. Let us be women who are willing to lay down our swords... Our sharp looks, our ignorant silence, and towering stance, and fill this earth with extravagant love. Let us be women who love. Let us be women who make room. Let us be women who open our arms and invite others into honest and spacious, glorious embraces. Let us be women who carry each other. Let us be women who give from what we have. Let us be women who leap to do difficult things, the unexpected things, and the necessary things. Let us be women who live for peace and hope and create beauty. Let us be women who love. Now, I would like all of our women to stand. And if you're close enough to another woman, maybe grab their hand. Don't be shy. Get near someone. All of our women. And I have something I want to say to all of you. Let us be a sanctuary where God may dwell. Let us be a garden for tender souls. Let us be a table where others may feast on the goodness of God. Let us be a womb for life to grow. Let us be women who love Let us rise to the questions of our time and let us speak to the injustices in our world. Let us move the mountains of fear and intimidation and shut down the walls that separate and divide. Let us fill the earth with the fragrance of love. Let us be women who love. Let us listen for those who may have been silenced or those who are devalued. And let us say enough with abuse, abandonment, diminishing and hiding. Let us not rest until every person is free and equal. Let us be women who love. Let us be women who are savvy and smart and wise. Let us be women who shine with the light of God within. Let us be women who take courage and sing the song that is in our hearts. Let us be women who say yes to the beautiful, unique purpose that is seated in our soul's let us be women who call out the song in another woman's heart. Let us be the women who teach our children to do the same. Let us be women who love. In spite of our fears, in spite of our stories, in spite of our hardships, let us be women who love loudly and beautifully and and divinely with God. Let us be women who love. Now, We're going to wrap up on that because I don't really know what else I can say. (laughs) So, all of you beautiful women, every one of you that was standing or sitting or whatever, we have a very special treat for you because we love you and we think you are amazing. From our mothers and our grandmothers, our sisters and daughters, our friends, our co-laborers in this world— We have something that we want to just say, we love you, and we want to give that gift to you. So Darnell Farms has been so kind to donate some of their amazing strawberries. And we have your own strawberry shortcake little treat just for you ladies to walk out and grab at the door. So thank you for coming today. Happy Mother's Day, and we love you. And ladies, go enjoy your treat. We'll see you all next week.